right, episode number 58 of Chunky Less of the Podcast. Uh, this is Kevin, and this week we somehow managed to go uh, to <laughs> some pretty distant extremes with the albums we decided to talk about. First up, uh, we decided we wanted to take on the uh, really dark and challenging new record from the band Swans called To Be Kind. Uh, as you'll hear, we had a unique effect on both Andre and I, and I mean, look, I am not going to claim to be a Swans super fan or even... Honestly, I have that much exposure to him before this, so you can re- revoke my indie music card if you like. But um, I think coming to it from that angle, uh, which both of us were, uh, might have provided a little more interesting commentary on what the band is doing. Um, so removing the sort of history that a super fan might attach to the band. Not that there's anything wrong with that, um, but they are a much talked about band as of late. Uh, so yeah, try to get to the bottom of that. After that, we uh, swing all the way over to Laurel Canyon Sound and talk about the latest release uh, from the amazing Numero Group. It's a compilation of material uh, featuring singer-songwriter Ned Doheny uh, entitled Separate Oceans. So we'll talk about that. Uh, so that's what we're doing this week. You want to hang out with us for a few, and it's awesome. And if this doesn't sound like your thing this week, that's awesome too. Uh, so leave us some comments. Actually, you'll hear about some comments coming up. So, uh, here we go. Episode number 58 of Junkie Glasses, the podcast. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. two word review just a shit sandwich. That right there, he is a wonderful Appropriately titled Still Bill. Yeah, it's an amazing documentary. So recently made? Uh recently made. Let's see. Um Yeah, 2009. 2009. It, it is on oh, that's Netflix. New. It is on Netflix. Cause I looked him up because I was like, is Bill Withers still alive? And oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's still alive. He's yeah, like yeah. in his seventies, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he looks real good. And I'm like, yeah. why is he not? And then I look, he just like stopped playing music in the late seventies for yeah. some reason. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess the documentary will explain why the documentary that is. will explain that. <laughs> uh, because good roll in as any, uh, this is one of them. There episodes of the podcast, Andre, you're in the basement. I think, I, I think, I think, <laughs> It's good that you're on this one because this is uh, really for both albums we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd ra- I want to talk about them with anybody but you. Okay, well, I appreciate <laughs> it would that. Get, it would get awkward. <laughs> um, so, which one have you been gone a few weeks? Which one up to? Seen any good shows? Uh, not really. No, no. No. All right, just hanging out. Just I hanging s- out, relaxing in Florida. Going nice. to the beach. Nice. Listening to Bill Withers on the beach a lot. Listening to Bill Withers <laughs> yeah. on the beach. That's what, so we're, we're listening to that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past Friday, saw uh, our friend Sean, and we still have a podcast with him coming out. Uh, and he's got an EP that he's putting out, I believe, in October now. I think the date oh, is nice. set. It's being mixed. Put everything into it. Like a slew of shows coming up, so he's going to be doing that. What's his name? Sean Barna. Sean Morrow. Okay. Barna. Okay, Barna. B-A-R-N-A. Okay, cool. Um, well, we'll so you, you will see it. some stuff on the site. Uh, I've heard a good bit of the material off the stuff. Uh, it's good shit. The live show is even better. Uh, oh, nice. Live show is great. He was opening up for uh, Baltimore uh, Lewis Weeks from okay. there. Uh, and and I'm, I will put in the show notes because this is shameful that I don't know the third band. Uh, but they were all opening up for for Franz Nikolai. Yeah. Which you're going to hear that interview later this week. That was just the coolest, like, weirdest conversation. Like, well, you had to enjoy that. I did, yeah. You're, you're a yeah. He's you know he's he's 
hold steady mm-hmm. keyboardist x hold steady oh, but he's yeah, done like yeah. so much more and he's just uh solid guy really yeah. looking for it i'm actually like putting that together tonight so that'll be on thursday cool um you know one thing that we've been up to so we uh we often say <laughs> we want two comments oh yes yeah we say we do ask for comments. We, we ask for comments. Commentary is a critical Commentary piece to is all a critical this. It's piece. not just our opinions and thoughts on this, right? And I think that's important <laughs> yeah. that you bring that up. Because uh, the internet is a dark and scary place sure. when it comes to comments. So I don't know what we were... But yeah. late last night... Uh, we received some comments. We received some comments. <laughs> nice. Uh, it wasn't in all caps. Oh, so that was surprising because it was two comments within a minute from the same person. Oh. Right. Okay. So this is saying... What did they name themselves? Um, I am not signed in on this device, so I will not... It's not their real name anyways. No, yeah. I was going to see what kind of fake name they developed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't anything like that. Okay. So let's see if I, well, let's see if I can... Uh, hold on a second. I just know when you put comments on sites, you can put like a name and people generally make up a name that goes with their comment. All right. Well, you know what? I got it. Interesting. (laughs) The name has been changed to guest. Oh, it's been changed. Yeah. So so I will not use the name. Okay. Well, so I will a, not a, use guest a guest traveled to our site. Traveled to our site. Went to what? What? Uh, this is, what this post- is talking, talking about the Lydia Loveless podcast. The Lydia Loveless Which podcast. I think. This is reviewing her album. This is you, me, and uh, Adam. Reviewing Lydia Loveless's album. Reviewing somewhere okay. else. That's right. Which I think the gist of that conversation was, in fact, that we're all huge fans of her. Yes. That this, after listening to all the songs, that this wasn't quite up to par, or not what we expected. Exactly. Which is, so far today, the opposite of, I guess, the response to the rest of the world. Okay. Which, hey, we're fine. That's, hey, that so, happens. <clears throat> but we dr- still dramatic, support her. Still and, support her. And, so dramatic rating. Guys, click tracks and Pro Tools are not what this album is about. Just listen to music and please get off your theories. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Then, not one minute later. I don't know if this was like in okay. the middle of listening to it. It's like, God, are you guys out to lunch on somewhere else? So tendinicious. We'll put the, the, the definition up in there. Okay. <laughs> tendinicious. Tendinicious uh, means... Uh, subscribing to theories and like making your argument based on that, but okay, sure. Uh, so badly dictated by a theory you have, so unwilling to listen to the actual songs, so bad, bad, by so bad, bad, bad. You guys are worthless, honestly. Wow, that's wow. how does that make you feel, Andre? Jeez, I didn't know we were gonna go to psychology class here today. No, and, but yeah, getting in the hot, as, as I need real to lay on people, the couch here as real for a people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that our assessment of uh, Lydia Lovelace's album makes us worthless? Do I feel that? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yeah. No, I don't feel so. I mean, we've established long ago. I have no feelings. I'm heartless, so it's okay. But I know yeah. you're a sensitive guy. Oh, I, well, I appreciate your, uh, you know, being understanding my sensitive emotions here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that happened. Um, yeah. Rather than <laughs> than respond in the comment thread, we'll just call them out on the podcast. Exactly. Just um, talk about it here, you know. I, I would say uh, it's something we, we do encourage comments like that, and we, and we look forward to them. To this particular commenter, I, I would say uh, I would prefer that you present your arguments in the positive, like, yeah, yeah, that say why I, you think. I, this yeah, is. I I can't gain anything from this to to have any further discussion because, with this person because when somebody says on the internet so unwilling to listen to the actual songs, well, unfortunately, that's actually what we do all day long. Yeah, or we don't talk about it exactly. Um, so uh, that was fun. I felt validated. We have trolls now. Yeah, um, and and I uh, think you know this new word that I've learned today. What is it? Tendinicious. Tendinicious. Uh, you know. Yes. I mean, I, I, 
I think everybody does that. Everybody's basing their thoughts. Expressing or intending to promote a particular cause or point of view, especially on a controversial issue. Okay. So, big words. Well, if the guest is listening, I would love to hear more of their thoughts on why why they feel the album is... And guest, you know who you are. I would invite them to come on. Yeah, that would be great. We we could Skype them in. That would be great. And we could talk about this because it it is, I mean, part the reason we do this is because it's fun to sit down. I mean, we're sitting here drinking some beers, listening to Bill Withers, talking about people calling us useless. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean. Worthless. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think our critique on it was that this is garbage or something. Because we still, I feel like if I remember correctly, we still support her. We recommend people going and checking her out. And, and and listening to yep. some of her work and seeing if they're intro, into it, and so I don't think we you know really destroyed it. No, like no. we have a like we like <laughs> Animal Collective albums or something, you know. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> and that was an agenda. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I think no, that no. was yeah, that was yeah. Uh, yeah. So unnamed, no, yeah, I mean, I'm, now unnamed person guest. I should you wish to come on the podcast. Email me direct. Yes, email me, please. Kevin at chunkyglasses.com. Or if you feel more comfortable, Andre at yeah. chunkyglasses.com. Hey, that exists too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we will set it up and we will come on and, and you can voice your opinions about Lydia Lovis because yeah, no, I've, uh, I love hearing again, we, other we actually love it. Lydia Lovis, mm-hmm. uh, support her as much as we can. Unfortunately, I think, and, and this is a little few weeks down the road, sure. I think the new album is sort of bad. But yeah, yeah, but so, hey. it didn't jive with us. Didn't jive Hope with us. Hope the next one does. Um, <laughs> so speaking of albums, uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I thought it was uh, it was nice. You know? Yeah. Like, hey. Whatever. Um, I like getting comments like that. Yeah. <laughs> Positive feedback. Exactly. Yeah. Like getting hit in the balls with Positive. a cattle prod. We would call that negative reinforcement in yes, the really. uh, in the education world. Yeah, putting my psychology <laughs> yeah, yeah. degree to work. Yeah, so. um, yeah. So, comments, so what do we want? comments, make them. Yeah. If you want to be an internet douche, if you want to come and talk, contact us, and we'll yeah, talk about it. Exactly. If you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, let us know. Um, so this week, though. We're going to talk about two. Hopefully, we get comments for these. I think we're going to get one. Two of the most different albums to (laughs) put on a single podcast, I think, in the career of Chunky Glasses. Yeah. 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 Um, So, uh, Uh, earlier, I think in about, when was the later years here? Or the the reformation, would you say? Uh, The band Swans, uh, who. I think it was for 2012's This Year, right? It was actually 2010, so they, oh, but was the series okay. was the first thing. Uh, they are uh, a post-punk band, or not even post-punk, they're no wave. I don't Who knows? There's a lot of terms that we have, this yeah. is what we have to talk about. This is, I um, think this is part of it. Uh, but let's, uh, the Swans have a new album out this week, uh, yeah. and that is called To Be Kind, and then we're going to tackle uh, the exact opposite end of the spectrum, which <laughs> is, uh, and actually talk about a little, uh, a cool thing, like, so Numero Group, if you guys know them. Yeah, they're great. Um, they are great. They have a new release out uh, called, uh, by Ned Dehaney, uh, Separate Oceans, mm-hmm. sort of a retrospective of his, so we can talk about that. Because we want to end on that, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think on a spring day, it's probably good to end on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so let's dive into some swans first. Basically, the first single off that, A Little God in My Hands, uh, from the band Swans, off their latest release, To Be Kind. 
um, Swans is essentially is a huge rotating uh, lineup, although uh, everybody contributes uh, pretty equally to this. But the, the main guy is a, a guy by the name of Michael Gira. Okay. Uh, I hope I pronounced his name right. Uh, they were around right at the beginning when all the cool shit was going on in New York with punk and trying oh, to figure this right. stuff out. So for a time being, like, I mean, Sonic Youth and them came out at about the same time. Okay. Uh, so Thurston Moore was actually in Swans. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. uh, so back in the day, um, they made uh, the best described as, and I'm saying this from just revisiting this today because it's not, it's not, I, I don't have a history with this music. I'm not going to yeah, pretend not, to. I don't either. No. Um, they they made uh, a particularly aggressive form of rock okay. that is so uh, hyper-aggressive. I mean, the first thing I can say about this album is that, it, especially at two hours. It's, it's, it's long. Two hours long. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it makes you uncomfortable to listen. All the way to, through. To the thing. Or even a song. Yeah. It is... And maybe that's the intent. I would think so. Um, that's that's what I got. Yeah. I mean, I made it an hour and a half. Yeah. Straight, and then I had to stop. How are you I not? Couldn't. How are you not like balled up in the corner? <laughs> I mean, and it was tough. I was kind of laying napping lately, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I had to pet my cat though the whole time to kind of give me comfort. Keep ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is like because it makes you feel the door weird. to the old gods, you know. Yeah, yeah. Lovecrafty and but not really. I mean, this is he's talking about like human violence and violence. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it is uh, to my ear uh, not so much. Well, actually, this album it gets into parts of it, but some of the most violent music I think I've heard. Yeah. Um, and I've heard a lot of violent music. I mean, um, the reason we're talking about this is because they are. Revered and and I was trying to figure out what's going on with Swans. I mean, when you talk sure. about like these epic shows, uh, uh, you know, the guy would like, you know, he doesn't want to see people headbanging because there's there's metal components to this and like he's really oh, there definitely it, is yeah right. But he doesn't want to say that, so he's like gets angry and will like step on people's fingers. And so a okay. lot of this was back in the day. I mean, these guys are in mid fifties now, I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, stuff like. Especially as the length of the songs increased, uh, this and uh, I think 2012's The Seer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the songs are long. Yeah, the songs are really long. And so it makes these shows like endurance tests. Um, <laughs> and uh, where he would sometimes even turn off the air conditioning. Oh, wow. Like, and straight from like their page, like, want to make it. Yeah, this seem would like be a... like the Grateful Dead's evil twin. That's actually This good. is like when Superman, you know, got went evil. You know, okay, yeah, Superman no, 3. no, actually, like it literally is. I thought, like, when I was listening to it, because there's like a 30 minute song in the middle, I'm yeah. like, okay, because there is oddly enough, there are some Grateful Dead components to this that, that I noticed when I was r- yeah. listening to that song when they would do this weird, dark space stuff. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, but the rest of their music, I would not say, is anywhere related to that to what the dead was doing, but in a sense, it is where. It would just go in these explorations of sound, basically. Yeah. And, and that's all it was. The point of doing it was just to kind of explore that. And a, and a lot of criticism that's been written about them has been, like, comparing them to, like, blue stuff, which is very vampy. Which sure. You were saying, oh, yeah, like, the vamp is the, definitely there. The vamp there. thing. Um, I, it, but the vamping for 10 minutes straight, it becomes this sort of hypnotic thing. It takes on it. Where blues, it, I don't know if it was... Maybe the intention wasn't to become hypnotic, mm-hmm. but here I feel like that is the function of it. But yeah, I mean it's 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 a very uh, even one song, even that song, like it, it it pulls you in and it just you're sort of stuck in the song. But if where I struggle with them, and I guess this band, like after going sure. back and listening to some stuff, is like who wants to be stuck there? Who wants to sit in that? For, now you yeah. can get out. You can sure. turn it off. But even that, I mean, uh, just cutting to like the chase. Well, 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 there's a lot to talk about between now and then. But like, I think you should listen to this. I don't know why you would listen to it more than once. Like, I, I, I tr- agree. I'm, I'm trying to imagine like what yeah, yeah. what mood if if you put on music to uh, basically just 
sort of accentuate your mood. Uh-huh. Like I'm in the mood. We were in the mood for Bill Withers. Yes, it creates you know? it creates a mood if, if immediately. You, if, if that's what you're going for, what fucking mood <laughs> would you have to be in for this uh, this music? Uh, yeah. And and so when you see all these rabid like indie rock fans are like this is the band, this is the band. Like I believe it. I believe you haven't seen anything yet like it. But sure. When it comes to stuff like this, and like there there are some actually some beautiful moments on the record, for yeah. sure. Like yeah. there's some. But there's also some incredibly and I, Harsh, and I think unnecessarily violent violent moments. You where know, um, I think some of it's been spoiled by uh, the rise of like torture porn stuff. Okay, so like, yeah. like some of this sounds like it could just be in a Saw movie. Okay, yeah, and that's that's not their fault. That, no, that's no. just an association. Sure, that, that like the popular the increase popular in culture has like has has like sort of assimilated this into what they did. And I don't think sure. they were thinking about swans. I mean, I think people like Marilyn Manson. I think the yeah, whole yeah. industrial thing. I mean, that could have been... A, yeah, that's a good point. The yeah. whole industrial... Like, I was thinking this old industrial yeah. stuff, like Einstein Neubauten and, like, mm-hmm. Throbbing Gristle and, like, all that... All that stuff. KMFDM and all that stuff, all that wax track stuff that was, right. like... And even, like, revol- that sounded like a revolting cock song. You yeah. know, like, early ministry. Like, all that was really, you know, but that's, you know, that was the late 80s, early 90s. But, I mean, that's what they were kind of in, I They were, yeah, late, late. At the time. Up, up until 1997. Where all those other bands don't really exist. I mean, some of them exist kind of a little bit. But even some of those bands, like Einstein's Neubauten, and they're kind of the same. Like, they're just like an art collective mm-hmm. where they're just, like, challenging what is music. Yeah. You know, like that's like the function of their band, basically. Yeah, and so yeah. I didn't know if Swans was maybe kind of had that same mentality where it's more just like the function of what we're doing is to sort of challenge people's thoughts about what is music, you know? Maybe, maybe. And um, that's, you know, and, and where it can go. And so, because I know that those bands, that was that was kind of their function always. Well, let's hear uh, another song. This is actually straight into the uh, the vamp. This is uh, about the middle of the record. Uh, some things we do. I think I'm going to play the whole song, like because it it, it is the effect, and that's okay. sort of necessary to get it. So, this is uh, some things we do off of uh, to be kind. Yeah. 
No, that is some things we do. Uh, the build, we were talking about the build at the end. I mean, that is utterly hypnotic. Uh, you is because it's just the same thing over and over. They just keep adding layers to it, and yeah. it becomes more complex to it. But that kind of seems to be something that they do commonly throughout yeah, yeah, this album. Yeah, yeah. So if that's something you're interested in, kind of hearing, and there are other bands that kind of have that format, I, like a little bit. If you took the vocals out, there's what's that? Godspeed you, Godspeed Black, you Emperor. Black Emperor. Yeah, like it so, has a little bit of and that. And I think they know, would and, say that they were heavily influenced by these these guys. Okay. Uh, okay. As like our friend Tinkspan, everyone dies in the end. Like he was just up here at the show. Okay, yeah. Like he heavily influenced by this band and what they're doing. Sure. Um, and again, it, it, I think it gets into like how much time do you want to spend down there? Exactly. Um, I mean, and, uh, if the goal of if you're going to call music art, mm-hmm. which, I mean it is, but there's also pop and there's but if you're going to call it and if the goal of it is to make you feel something like bravo sirs yeah yeah well, if, I, they, I, well I guarantee they were trying to elicit an emotional response yeah, it's yeah. just not a very happy it's not even that it's not very happy it's, it's not very it's I, a dark I, I don't think it's very human i think it's oh, okay yeah. or it is or it is a, a human feeling that you don't necessarily want to acknowledge but mm. i mean that is not just that song, but the other songs of the album get very, uh, like wet and drippy with yeah. like a little morality and stuff. And you know that that song ends with him chanting, you know, you know, we fuck, we love, and then it turns yeah. into just we love, we love, we love. But everything in between there is everything supposedly people do, and it's just combined with this overload of sounds and it just builds and it just it it, it becomes unsettling the whole album I mean, is very unsettling I mean I can't I can't yeah. this is not a get off my lawn unsettling either you know it's the, a it's a concerned about the direction of like <laughs> right. humans here <laughs> yeah because I can't I mean first and foremost I can't see being out in public and seeing this and experiencing it okay. I did not go to the show Specifically for that reason. Sure. Because if it's going to make you feel all these weird things, like, I don't want to be in a room of people like that. I don't like want to be standing next to somebody or hundreds of other people <laughs> while I'm experiencing that emotional right. response. Which the typical, though, yeah. like, indie rock adulation or what punk rock, whatever adulation is that you're, you're there and you're seeing this thing. I'm not sure I actually want to see this thing. Ah, uh, yes. And, you know, I do... I, this this does tie a little back into like I do like since like the the surgery which we've talked about a little bit. Yeah. I have a very specific reaction to uh, physical violence. Oh sure. And this feels like physically violent to me, and it's okay. like something that I can like I can't really process anymore. I'm yeah. like, why would you do that? Because that's not this, what I want in my music. You know, cutting yeah. your chest open that's pretty as violent as it gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go through something personally, yeah, yeah, it's like I don't really need my music to have right. that sort of feeling within it, right? And so, yeah. while I don't, I don't think it's irresponsible to do something like this. Like I question, no. uh, I, I do question, and, and this is in no way basing, placing a judgment on the the record or the music. How it's it's really interesting to me how you get to like the age of these guys who are all in their mid fifties and still have that. Not just anger, but fascination, fascination with, with, with that. It. Sure, because I, I feel like you would have run into something that violent, and then and then, then gone in like, a different you're like, direction. You're like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, I think I'm going to go over here now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know that that exists over there. Yeah, but I'm going to be over here. Yeah, that is an interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then to sort of create something so that other people could sort of experience that and see what's over there. Right, right. And maybe that's what they're doing. But that, that's what that's what I'm. I'd be interested to hear from them. Is like, is that what you were doing? Is that why you create? This yeah, type because of music, because apparently know? he he uh, Michael Guerra like posted a sign uh, at the merch table at the show. He's like, I will be out to like sign whatever you want me to sign and love you all. Oh, okay. And so, so he appreciates that people are coming out and supporting it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of, there seems to be a lot of, you know, buzz around this band and all, all these out, al- the last two albums, this one and the last one. Yeah. And there's a, which is interesting that you talk about that because there's a, there's a community building around this type of music now again. Yeah. You know? And like we talked about this throwback that it has these, you know, these industrial components from kind of the 80s and 90s where this is now coming back in and there's a community, that community kind of died. It was big for a while, mm-hmm. but now it's kind of coming back maybe, you know, but in a different format now. Yeah. It's definitely different now than it was. Then well, it was like, let's bang some pipes and like make it sound like we're playing inside like a steel mill. Yeah. Where that was the focus. And now it's more like, ooh, this is definitely has components of that, but has this very dark, violent component as well yeah, attached to it, which is. And, and again, that, that's something that like I'm not. Just not your. It's not unsettling your to me. Like, yeah. Let's hear like one more song, uh, and we won't hear the whole thing because it's seven minutes long. But uh, this is oxygen to give you a side. Like that was the chanty side of this record, and this is I think sure. is the more uh, heavy side. So he doesn't want people to headbang or mosh. To that. Yeah, no. The band doesn't want... Well, like, back I in feel the like day. That, that would be, oh, that was back in the day. I was like, going to say, like, I feel like that would be the natural response to yeah, like that. I, or, and, that yeah. would, and like you were making the Primus uh, tour connection, which I'm sure Les yeah. Claypool is influenced by Swans. Sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, that definitely has a... You know, it has that feel of it. That, that's a more in the... Less disturbing, yeah. Vein of stuff, um, but so they're kind of a dissonant, yeah, rock song. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end, but it of just kind of hangs out there the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it, that for seven a, every, minutes. Everything's a vamp, seven minutes, and like that's going to put you on edge, anyways, because people. Yeah. It's not even attention span. It's like if you're listening to musical patterns and stuff, you, you need that change to like. Yeah. Keep your interest. Otherwise, it is noise. That's why we don't sit around and listen to a jackhammer. Yeah, exactly. Although he might. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I mean, no, no, but that, that's the basis of industrial music because exactly. this jackhammer is so, a sound. And if yeah. you can if you can tune the jackhammer, then that, that, yeah, yeah. Then that was the focus, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, from a production point of view, though, I, I listened to it on headphones today, actually. From a production point of view, it's it's pretty well done. There's a lot of instrumentation here on yeah. some of the songs. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of tracks. And you, and as they come in, especially across, you know, some of these songs, you know, 10 minutes long. So by the end, you know, you got so much happening in, yeah. in a single song. I, I will say that from a, just yeah. from a production point of view, like it's that's... Uh, pretty well done, I, I would think, say. Yeah, and I think that is why. Like, I, I I'm gonna, I, I don't know where you're gonna land on this. Uh, I, I think though, I, I'm gonna say, you should, you should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, you you can I, do you can do it. Here, <laughs> this is. I I'm going to say, uh, if any of what we've talked about interests you. Um, 
then you should definitely stream this record. Yeah. I think at a two-hour runtime, talk about needing an editor. Yeah. There's... If if the goal... Uh, the goals of the show are fine, but that that's going to be like this is going to be an endurance test. You got to make it through it, and if you do, you're going to feel great. If you're listening to this on your headphones by yourself, like you're not going to feel great. No, you're going to feel like utter shit, and yeah. and it does, and it's like, and it's not like bad feelings. Like this is sad stuff. It's just so, uh, it, it, it's violent. It's jarring. Um, it's part of life. Yeah, I mean, there's so. Uh, being that it is part of life, I say stream it. Um, uh, and it, honestly, it's just leave a comment if this if this is your jam. Yeah, I fucking I love like, to hear more. Yeah, leave a comment. Like email me. Tell me why. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me what. What makes it? Because I I get hardcore music. I like yeah. that. I this is a little beyond that, and it gets into weird. When you start getting, like, more psychedelic with it, then it gets into, like, whoa, man, you're, you're messing with some shit that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would hate to be the 14-year-old kid that listens to this on acid. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that kid, yeah. Like. I mean, would you say that, though, that this is mo- the modern version of Space Rock? That this is what I won't go that of, far, but that, I mean, it's that this it, is what it's formed into. It's the modern version of something. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because that thirty-minute song in the middle, I'm, mm, I don't have the name in front I, of me. I wouldn't I, go that far because I would almost. There's components of that that there it's just are, noise but, for most but of the part. But I mean, you're, you're talking about strictly length of the song. Mm-hmm. I mean, space rock, as we proved on our podcast, true, episode yeah. <laughs> five forty-six or something. Yeah. Um, uh, it, a lot of it has to do with uplifting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Journeying true. out. Journeying is a journey. Uh, this album is a journey in, and it's it's a journey into inward to the dark places of yeah. you know human nature. Yeah, yeah. Which means it, you. Yeah, and if that's your if that's if you dig on that, I would agree. Yeah. I'd say stream it, check it out, and you know, enjoy it how you how you choose to. All right. You know, I. Can't imagine sitting down and listening to this entire thing like multiple times. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but. But. Uh, <laughs> wow. Shit got heavy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I think we need to get the some separate oceans on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's take a take a sunshine break here because this is a beautiful day in DC, mm-hmm. and uh, get uh, get it up for love. Lighter. Yeah. Let me just close out the tab here. Yeah. <laughs> like turn the, uh, so uh, what you were just hearing is uh, "Get It Up for Love." I think we needed this contrast in this podcast. Yeah. You know, just to kind of. Yeah. I think it it's, works. It's good to hear the contrast. Um, that was uh, "Get It Up for Love." Uh, artist by the name of Ned Dohaney. If that is. Uh, yeah, I didn't know much yeah. too, much we're about him. Do a disclaimer about pronunciations yeah it's all right especially after a few beers exactly yeah 
uh, when I started calling everybody Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he was an American singer-songwriter from uh, Malibu, California, and was right there in the thick of it of the okay, Laurel Canyon yeah, yeah. scene. Like one of his best friends yeah, is Jackson yeah. Brown. Uh, his friends with Glenn Fry, Don Henley, all those all guys. Those dudes, yeah. Also, uh, if you actually look at the liner notes for this, and I'm sort of jumping the gun on this a little, uh, he is part of a famous California family, the Doheny family, oh, who okay. like owned all the oil. Ah, uh, okay. There was a murder suicide involved. There was I just go on the internet, oh, wow. look it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a little backstory on this. But in the twenties, in the twenties, but oh, it's like it's 20s. like the old California. Okay. So, so this guy. <laughs> Had his thing going on, and why we're talking about this now is uh, one of uh, I know my favorite labels, maybe yours, Andre. Yeah. Uh, Numero Group out of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, does these things where they, um, they they find not not necessarily obscure. No, yeah, I don't think this was too hard to find. This, um, I mean, based but, on the folks he was hanging out with, this yeah, wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just didn't maybe sell well when it first came out, and so well, it was kind yeah, of yeah. put into <laughs> a. Uh, Put into the back, you know, the janitor's closet, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they, they, what Numero Group does is they, they find this stuff that is really, like, good, maybe overlooked, mm-hmm. uh, maybe forgotten stuff. At the time, yeah. Yep, and then put it together in a nice package and sell it to you on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, this in particular, and by the way, they did not send us this vinyl. So no. I just want to no, no. make that clear, like, this yeah, is not, yeah. like, a promotional thing. Uh, yeah, we did uh, get contacted about it, and it quickly fell into rotation. Yeah, because I think again, reason this is good that you're on this podcast because Andre. Yes. <laughs> Where does this, this sit is, in the van? This is a great spring summer van. Yeah. This this was this would be rocking the eight track, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so their latest release now is Separate Oceans. It is a uh, collection of songs from uh, Ned Doheny. Uh, collects yeah. Collects uh, material from his album, his first album, uh, self-titled in 73, Hard Candy in 76, pr- and Prone in 1979. There's material from yeah, that. From... There's uh, some demos, which, I mean, <laughs> don't know if they understand the term demo, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we're going to hear one of them. Uh, and it, it is the most... Like, we were talking about Yacht Rock a little bit last week. Well, because we had this on. Okay, yeah. Um, and if you're going to go Yacht Rock, I mean, this is it. This is pretty much prime example. This and Christopher Cross. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which Christopher Cross probably listened to this album and then made uh, his yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Christopher you know. Cross, uh, a little later, we'll get into something like Ben Folds. Yeah. Listen to this. I mean, yeah. there's... The, the scope of if you're if you're going to talk about music as a cumulative thing, which we often do, mm-hmm. well, it this builds guy, upon itself. Yeah. Well, this guy never had mega hits that like the masses are going to remember. You know, you know yeah. everybody remembers like running on empty. Everybody remembers like take it easy by the Eagles and stuff. Sure. But you don't remember, uh, you know, even on and on. Even though that was sort of a hit uh, from him. Uh, but a Ned, lot of these by Ned songs, Doheny, yeah. but there there is no any of that without what he was doing, mm-hmm. and so it's a, it's an interesting like musically. And if you if you pick up the record and le- read the liner notes, which Numero is very good about, yeah, oh definitely, um, it's an interesting like insight into what was going on then. Well, that's what I started thinking about then when I was listening to this and knew that and read also read that he was hanging out with the Eagles mm-hmm. and Jackson Brown and all these guys. And I was like, well, did the Eagles and Jackson Brown get their ideas for their songs based on this dude? Well, or was it the, or was it, I'm assuming it was just because it was a community and they were all playing together. But as I was like, I'd never even heard of this guy before. Yeah. And there are songs on here that sound very much like Jackson Brown songs or Eagles songs. You know, but well, at, so I'm like, oh wait, point, so that's, that's when it started made me think about him that. Him, they, I mean, it was, it was trying to do, uh, for lack of a better term, and this is a uh, perfect analogy, but 
they were trying to do sort of the Motown like songwriter setup on the West Coast. Sure. Oh, okay. And so they actually went out and like rented a ranch in like Sedona, I think it was. Okay. And this was Electra Records, and brought him and Jackson Brown and all these other. Oh, they were so, just and, come and, and it was play. just like we're going to create this thing where you. Oh, can go this is create. with David Geffen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, David yeah. Geffen, early David Geffen, early David Geffen, yeah. And so they went out and did that stuff, and it fall, fell apart. I think it was called like the like. California Fantasy Orchestra. Oh, okay. Something along those lines. They're like, oh, we'll just make the studio and musicians can come and, like, make stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was the right before, oh, like, okay. all the shit started hit. I mean, yeah. if you, it, I don't know if you've seen, like, the Eagles documentary. Uh, I, I haven't, no. I did. Yeah. <laughs> before you leave, yeah. uh, we'll show it on the house. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it's like the Tom Petty documentary, but it is yeah. about the Eagles. and fascinating insight sure. into what was going on there because what you had were all these like singer songwriters and all these people who were struggling and like really trying to do something different you had the the if you want to like put it in Hunter S. Thompson terms the wave had crashed yeah from the 60s but there were still people that believed in all that and that's where you get a lot of that Laurel Canyon sound is that these people are still like well it's not up in, in the canyon <laughs> yeah, I, the water's down there. Exactly, and so there was still like a lot of like, uh, a lot of freedom to sort of explore, do different stuff. But what's unique about this album, and I think we're going to play another song real quick here. Uh, yeah. But it spans that type of uh, sort of dusty, like acoustic, like sort of layback stuff. To even like getting into like what four top spinners, and yeah, stuff, yeah. which is what people don't understand is. When you're talking about vocal harmonies, like, yeah, like what do you think those guys were trying to emulate? Yeah, they were like, getting a little like <laughs> earth, wind, and fire kind right. of thing all of a sudden, like with a little funk on it, you yeah. know. Which you know the Eagles didn't ever quite; they never really went there. Um, I this one, say, but, I mean, to give you to give you an idea, this one actually is one of the ones that sounds like a demo. This is on and on. Yeah. Uh, I think it has Glenn Frey and might be Jackson Brown. I might okay. correct myself after, but on and on. Actually, the, Laurel the, Canyon sound. Laurel Canyon right. sound. And actually, uh, it's funny because the beginning of that um, sounds like the intro to the song Bitter Creek off the Eagles Desperado, which would oh, be okay. a couple years later, uh, which would happen a couple years later. And Well, that's why I'm interested to think then, about this progression of like, you know, we always because everyone knows the Eagles, they say, mm-hmm. oh, that's the Eagles sound. But it's like. Well, did the Eagles develop that, or maybe they, you know, how did they develop that themselves? You know, was that a byproduct of other relationships they Depends, had with these man. sorts of I mean, do you, yeah. do you believe in like the universal brain? Like it's all like coming from the cosmos, yeah. or do you like, do you like, is, is imitation the sincerest form of flattery? I mean, which, which, which yeah. way are you going to go? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I, I think, um, more often than not, if you read through, uh, the liner notes of this collection, mm-hmm. It talks about uh, sort of bedspring warriors, which you can take like many ways. Yeah, but but the the idea that they were traveling from house to house, sleeping on floors. Yeah, and and and, and, just, no, and really sort of nomadic within a small square, small, small area. Yeah, but uh, and and the whole time sort of collecting stories, collecting like feelings, the way they played, and, and put it out there. Yeah. Um, so I mean I can't so imagine he's kind of a lost artist within that community. Yeah. Like, you know, we say Jackson Brown and the Eagles kind of they get most of the credit well, for that Laurel Canyon kind of thing mm-hmm. along with some other artists. Yeah. Where this guy 
when we talk, and that's what Numero Group does is they find these kind of there are were these other people in that community yeah. that just never, you know, kind of got saw the light of day as much as these other folks. Yeah, and I mean it, it is like I mean he's still touring, he's still alive, he's still, yeah, he's doing now. I, I assume he's going to tour more. I mean it, it is a very um, I don't know if it's even like chicken and the egg is the right way to put it. It, it it's a very this is what was going on. I, I know that they had a hard time, like actually marketing him. Like his, his albums didn't okay. do well. Yeah. They just didn't, you do know, well, but yeah. I mean, at one point he was in a trio with, uh, with Cass McComb, not Cass McComb. Oh, wow. That's Cass Elliot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And know, Dave Mason. Yeah. Yeah. And, Which, you know, they were huge, you know, right. Both of them. And didn't sell. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, what so. on was from. And okay. so, and, and, so it seemed like this all was missed, but like one thing to remember is that, uh, and they make clear in talking about this, is that he came from money. So oh, okay. he was not a person who was like, at one point they were just like, he said, fuck it. Here's 25 grand from my trust fund. Oh, okay. So he to, was to coming. finish an album. So like he's coming from this California family and he, he existed outside the system. He could not be bought because he had all the money. And at one point, his yeah. family had, like, most of California. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. you know, you can't negotiate with that. You can't negotiate. The guy's going to do what yeah. he does. Um, he was probably just doing, well, whatever, whatever. I don't really uh, need to do anything, so. You know, so it was, you know, we've heard uh, Get It Up For Love uh, and on and on. Uh, but to prove my love gets into, like, it feels a little bit past that sound. Sure. Uh, in, there were some little feet on there. Yeah, yeah. This one I Definitely. think this one I think is, is little feetish, but let's, yeah. let's, this is to prove my love. I now understand why you enjoy this album so much <laughs> and why Daria what? might not enjoy hearing it in the house. Why is that? I mean, that vocal line is definitely got Daryl Hall written all over yep. it. Yeah. Yep. But, but that, that gets back to what I was saying. Like, and, and they were across, they were on the other coast. Yeah, doing they were Philly, right? Yeah, they were in Hall Philly. And, but at the same time, all these people are, are like what they're pulling from. If early rock and roll is pulling from like big band and trying to like yeah. sort of distill it down to this thing, these guys were pulling from like Motown, Stacks, and stuff. Yeah. And and not like I mean that sounds like a roller skating jam that oh, I that I definitely. need to see in some like weird. I don't even know what you called them because uh, black exploitation was one thing, but this was like well, you had like hippie exploitation, yeah, like, like films. Soft, you know, soft porn. Jump forward to you know? like, no, jump. <laughs> <laughs> you like, did have like, that, like the bikini car wash or something. You okay. know, like you know, it's like softer than it's not. Jump forward like to the, soft, soft porn. Jump forward to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jump forward to the nineties, and you have boogie nights. Exactly. Like how this didn't end up in, the, in Boogie Nights, I have no idea. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, because Three Dog Night emulated them. Yeah, like everybody on the soundtrack. Sounds like work that this guy was doing. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it, it is uh, again tapped into this thing that like is it is it going around? Is it a scene? Is it like this thing, or is it a greater like consciousness that they're tapping into? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, very different consciousness than the Swans is tapping into. Um, Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and and that to me, I think, is beside the purely aesthetic. And obviously, if you if anybody listening to this knows me and like joy I get from listening to that, yeah, that's what's fascinating because this whole collection of songs is uh, 
at the end of the day, like it, it plays like a history of Laurel Canyon. Oh yeah, yeah, and all the different kind of aspects yeah. of that canyon, mm-hmm. not just the folk rock kind of aspect. Right, I mean, right. that right there with the soul, with a little bit of funk, kind of mm-hmm. in the backbeat, and you know, yeah, you I don't think... really associate that type of music. I wouldn't say Laurel Canyon. Oh, that's you know, I would think more. Well, yeah, now, yeah, you now, know, you, or, or now, think, now you don't. Now I don't, but that's probably because. But I this just, is what was going on. Exactly. And this is what was, and so what you associate with Laurel Canyon is, um, like Glenn Fry, Jackson Brown, sure, hey, all those people coming out of there. Uh, Grant Parsons a little earlier. It's a little more country. Yeah, a little more country, um, But even yeah. like Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, there's And actually, the, song, the next song we want to play, and this will be the last one we play so we don't get sued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and this is actually, I think, my favorite song on this collection because if you... The name of the song is I Know Sorrow. Uh-huh. If you don't tell anybody what this is... Well, you know what? We'll play it. Yeah. And then we'll we'll come back to that. A local vision appeared at my door, shining like an open road. I know that place, that road, and where it. Still a man must cling to something until he really knows how I know sorrow. The feeling comes and goes. She tells me stories. Right. So not knowing when that comes <laughs> When that came out, yeah, yeah. When did that come out? You know, I mean, yeah. it is, uh, it's a style that's been appropriated by a lot of people. I mean, the first, you, you put a fuzz bass behind that, that's Ben Fold's song. Yeah. Uh, if you put Joni Mitchell's voice behind that, this is Joni Mitchell's song. It's true, yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that the, what this collection, my mic stand doesn't work, uh, brings out about this particular artist is that he seemed to be tapped into a particular section of the DNA of music that would be created that would then influence a whole variety everything of people. Else. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, and yeah. that's a numero group is good at is finding yeah. those little things because that's how the way it's hard to, I think it's almost hard to remember that. Like there was a time like now, Anybody puts anything out, it's like it's all out there. Yeah. Where this was a time where it's like, well, if it didn't sell well right off the bat, it went into like the Indiana Jones warehouse <laughs> and was never, you know, never saw the light of day again. And that's super common, you know, and that's where the groups like these Numero and I think Light in the Attic is another one. Yeah. They go and find these old recordings and it's like, hey, would, people need to hear this again. Yeah. Because at the time that it was put out, just the way music got to people was so different it, you yeah know, well i mean like that i mean you didn't have access to everything like, speaking of light in the attic know, i mean this is you know? like equatable to like uh the ufo jim sullivan yeah i mean put by light in the attic. i mean that and, if, if you enjoy soft rock I yeah <laughs> no i mean I, yeah. I think anything like that but uh that's like a must hear Exactly. Like, like you, there's no like. It's like in my top ten albums of all time. Yeah, abso- absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's like, and it disappeared for a while, and it was a thing. And there was when they put it out, there was obviously the people who were like ironically love it. I mean, we don't ironically no, love no. that album, yeah. and, I, and I don't ironically love this. I mean, yeah. I, I think it is. It sounds like uh, a time when I mean when I was, you know, one. Yeah, <laughs> and, but it 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 sounds like a place that I'd like to like visit and see what what's driving like what combination of just like social interaction, uh, uh, inspiration, yeah, like, drugs like what what is driving these people to do these essentially like sort of flawless pop songwriting? Yeah, that, like everything isn't great. No, it's all tight though, and. The musicianship 
yeah, it, it just, I mean, it sort of blows my mind because yeah. you think about like, you recorded that probably Jackson Brown is sitting next to him. They're just hanging out. Yeah. He probably played on half of them. Not even written in not the letter notes. Clams. Like, see, that's true. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches Came in the back of Newport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I think it, um, but that's interesting because it's like, yeah, I saw a picture of this guy with Jackson Brown, Joni Mitchell, Dave Mason, Cass McCone, exactly. or Cass Elliott, <laughs> <laughs> Cass McCone's again, and um, and uh, and Glenn Fry and all these people yeah. and David Geffen and like they're all sitting there playing together and it's like, it's interesting. Like if that happened nowadays, everybody would know who that. All you know, it's not like there's a loss. Oh per, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's maybe just, maybe that's Cass McCombs now. Maybe it is, yeah. Because I, I mean, I feel like there's, a, there is. A, I mean, it, it, maybe it's, it's like kismet or fate or whatever you want to call it. That we keep bringing up Cass McCombs. Yeah, you know, because I feel like there is a, um, a freakishly like tight like pop sensibility to his songs, even when they're not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and, it, and it, you people huh, listen a, to it and they're like, well, maybe this is how I should write a song, and then they just have a different idea of what the song should be. And somebody else is inspired by Cash yeah. McCombs, but Cash McCombs never really gets his sort of credit right. for what he's doing, you know, yeah. in his place in the sort of the whole music community. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean. I, because, yeah, his albums kind of come and then they go and then somebody else like makes something and they say, who are you inspired by? And they're like, Cash McCombs inspires me. And it's mm -hmm. like, but they become. You know, really well known, Super but he's and then he just kind of keeps playing. You know, at Auto Bar, you know, or Black Cat, <laughs> or Black up. Cat, yeah, coming up next weekend. Weeks. Oh shit! Next Sunday, is it? Cass McCombs oh. and the and the singer for Lower Dens, Jenna Hunter, is opening. Yeah, we'll talk about whether or not you're going. <laughs> I'm going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. If so, you want to talk more about this album, meet us at Cass McCombs. Yeah, the Black I think so. Cat, and, and, and actually, I didn't realize I got work to do because now I need to get on the interview with yeah, Cass McCombs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I I think on to wrap this up, I think on both fronts, uh, this uh, separate oceans numero group. Yeah. I mean, so this can, is kind of a covers his whole career. Covers his whole career. You can find his albums are available on audio. Yeah. On it's kind Spotify of like his greatest hits album. This will come with a uh, exhaustive liner notes and give you sure. a little history of, of the Laurel Canyon scene through through this lens. For me, I think on both fronts, like it's like a double buy. It, it, the Numero Group keeps kicking ass. Yeah. And the fact that this is just a great fucking album. Like, I never heard Nate Devaney. Never heard him in my life. Until, but having this, this primer now, I'll go back and like listen to I get this, yeah. But then go back and like be like, okay, so what are his albums in context and and, and like yeah. piece it together for yourself? Exactly. So it's a starting point for something yeah. much larger, yeah. Which is which is what's great about it, yeah. So so is that where, where, well, I will be buying it and exploring the same uh, yeah the same avenue. Cool. So that's about our uh, podcast this week. I think uh, next week, Sharon Van Etten's got an album coming up. I don't know if we're going to talk about it because we talked about it her forever. But if yeah. Paul's on it, we're definitely talking about definitely. it. Definitely. So, yeah, Paul's. Uh, I think uh, you said Cass McCombs is coming up. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you next Saturday, Sunday, that's the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So you do not have work the next day. So it's a good day to go to the Black Cat. Buy my ticket online yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess, Andre, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, definitely. We're going to eat some brats. Uh, to our mystery commenter. Please. The offer is real. Yes. So uh, Give us a holler. To Numero Group, you have uh, the Dark Scorch Canticles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for the board game. Maybe for next time. If you send that to us, <laughs> we will play the game, and we will report on it. Yeah, on the podcast. yeah. <laughs> Shameless grovel for merch. Yes, but, exactly. But we will do that. Uh, so until then, uh, like I said, on Thursday, we got coming up a uh, fantastic interview we did with friends Nikolai, formerly Hold Steady, but World, of, World Inferno Friendship Society. Uh, just everything. Like, yeah. the guy does everything. So, nice. Uh, so, yeah. And, guy, we will talk to you later on the week, and then we will be talking about more albums a week from now. So cool. We'll see you later, Check man. Check you later.